You're listening to DogCast, episode number 241. It's a Rocky Mountain High. Dogs visit the buffaloes in Boulder. Dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 241. We are back in the bunker. Yeah, we are in the bunker, actually. We are not in the mile-high city of Boulder, Colorado, home of the Colorado Buffaloes. Old Dog and I are going to stay home and watch this one on the big screen, not traveling to Buffalo. Old Dog, does that bring a little tear to your eye, not going to the uh, time zones away? It it does. I mean, I still remember what a what a great trip we had to Tempe, and I just... You know, it, it's sad that we're in the state we are where you can't get fired up for an away trip like that. Well, it's not that we didn't get fired up for it. We pretty much just made the decision not to go. I mean, you're right. But as a fan base. Yeah. But we, I tell you, if I had been, if I had planned on going to Colorado, say, uh, 1st of September, I would have canceled my trip. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're, you're right. There are a lot of people, you know, even before the 0-3 skid, there wasn't a ton of heat. I didn't think. That's one reason why we didn't have the dog of Palooza, because I just wasn't really feeling the huge heat. Now, I hope I'm wrong, and I, I know there are a lot of bulldogs in, in Boulder right now. Um, the lovely and vivacious Allie Garner is out there right now, which is pretty much, I mean, she's a party wherever she goes, you know? So, um, really, what else do you need in Boulder? But um, there's a lot of bulldog fans out there, there's no doubt. But and I hope they bring the house down. I hope they bring the big the house of the Big Twelve to the ground, because old dog, as you know, this is a must-win game. Every they all are. Yes, they are. Aren't they though? Um, I mean, from from now on, they are must must wins. Well, you know, and you've got no Sean Moreno and Champ Bailey are away this weekend, so they're not in Denver. So we have no chance of uh, slipping them into the red and black and the silver britches and getting them into the game either, you know? Well, I, I tell you, I'd, uh, I'd go for a little more like Wayne Radloff and Guy McIntyre before I worried about running backs. I hear Wayne Radloff's not taking your calls anymore since you called him the missing link. <laughs> that's true. That's that's a rumor around the campfire, you know. I mean, he's he's a little hot with you right now, I think. He, he probably is. Um so, anyway, we um we got a big game this week. Colorado is 2 and 1 on the season. You know, they beat Colorado State and they beat Hawaii, and in between those two games, they got plastered by California 52 to 7. Now, they've already played 3 games and they're coming off of a bye week, old dog. Did you know they had last week off? Which means they had the whole I week. Did, you know, they got. But the, I didn't. I didn't know that until this morning, though, because I really Colorado really is still not real high on my radar. Yeah, I know. But I'm telling you this right now, dog fans, and I'm telling you too, old dog. Colorado is better than you think they are. I know you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Come on, Vince. No, I'm telling you, man. I'm Come telling on, you. Vance. Dude, these guys are better than you think they are. That's all I'm telling you. Well, here's I I I don't think Colorado's very good. 
and I'm putting it out right now. If we don't win this game, nobody, coaches and players, just they shouldn't even get on the plane to come back home. <laughs> we just need to start from scratch. I'm just telling you, I'm going to prepare the Dog Nation. Not for, I'm not preparing you for a loss, but I'm just telling you, this team is better than you think they are. Because I know how Dog fans are feeling. Deep down in your heart, you want to feel pretty smug, and you want to think this is a pretty easy game. But, dude, we're traveling three time zones. We're 5,500 feet up in the air. The air is thin. I'm te- you know, you remember last doesn't time. That make, you doesn't remember, that make the ball go further? It does make the ball go further. Then we ought to have a good vertical passing game, and Blair Walsh ought to be able to hit him from about 65. I hear it makes makes liquor go further, too. Evidently, the effects of alcohol are – you know, know, the last time we played these guys, we were losing 13-7 to with 46 seconds left, you know? Oh, I know. The ginger ninja. The ginger ninja comes in and throws to the great – Martrez Milner with 46 seconds to go to give us the 14-13 victory. And save the day. And both teams have been going downhill ever since. And I think the Colorado Buffaloes are on a steeper slide than we are. Dude, I don't know what – I think you're high. I think you're high. Look, <laughs> Dan Hawkins – Dan Hawkins is on the hot seat, okay? Don't get me wrong. There, Everybody – you know, the popular thing to say is you got two coaches this week playing to see who gets to keep coaching, okay? But, um, dude, this team is not – on. They, they've had – they've been pretty bad the last two seasons. I'm telling you, they're better this year than they've been the previous two seasons. How about this? Dan Hawkins – Coach of the Colorado Buffaloes, he has his son on the team, as you know, Cody Hawkins, who holds. I thought he had cut him. He didn't cut him. He benched him. He benched his own son, and his son is the record holder for most TDs in a season. His son threw 46 touchdown passes in a season as a Colorado Buffalo, and he is on the bench right now behind Tyler Hansen. Um. Boy, that's 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 bricks. That guy's that, got stones down south. I tell you what, that'd be a tough uh, be a tough holiday dinner. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, man. I'm telling you what, that guy's got some stones. So let's talk about this team a little bit. They got a quarterback, Tyler Hansen. They're pretty good at running the ball. They're a run first, throw second kind of team. They, but I'll tell you this. That, I, that fits right into our defensive scheme then. Yes, it does. Because we bite on the run, bite on the run, bite on the run, stop the run, and then give up the big pass. But uh, their all-time school, all-time leading receiver will be playing tomorrow also, Scotty McKnight. He's the all-time leading receiver in total yards for the Colorado Buffaloes. Big white kid. How about that? He's got 14 catches for 157 yards so far this year through three games. The knock on the, the knock on the Colorado offense is turnovers, which is a good thing for us because maybe we can get some. Yeah, but, we uh, need to pad our stats a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, we need to pad our stats a little bit. This team likes to turn the ball over. They don't. They're not really great when it comes to to uh, ball security. So, Washon well, Ely's going to fit right in up there. Um, anyway. Uh, they're eight and three too. Here's one more little stat for you. I'm just I'm rolling out the stats this week, man. I'm keeping it upbeat. I love it. They're eight and three coming off of a bye week, and they had they they got to sit home last week and and watch us play Mississippi State, which to my way of thinking might have been a classic coaching move by Coach Rick. 
I'm not so sure he didn't sacrifice the Mississippi State game just so he wouldn't be tipping his hand to Colorado. What do you think about that, old dog? That could be, and I don't know the stats, but have we ever lost four in a row? I don't know. I don't know. I know Coach Rick's never lost four in a row. I don't even want to. I, I don't even know the last time, if if ever, that we lost. I'm sure we probably have. I mean, I'm sure in 125 possibly. years of football, I'm pretty sure. I, I would guess that we have lost uh, four games in a row at some point, but I it, it's not been during my lifetime. No, um, and, and I'm sure I'm sure we have, but I agree with you on that. And uh, but keep going on the stats, because I'm I'm getting worried about Colorado now. Dude, you keep that attitude up. You keep that attitude up. Oh, you keep poor mouth in Colorado like they ain't nothing, man. I'm telling you, that kind of attitude is what gave us a damn loss in Stark Vegas last week. Um, their well, defense. Well, that, no, no, that's not what. That's not what gave us the loss in, uh, well, in Starkville last week. It was it was not being prepared to play a football game. You can't tell me you loss. can't tell me that you have a sense of urgency in your voice right now about this Colorado game. You are oh ab- absolutely, but but my feeling on it is I don't care about the stats. I mean, I, and you are very duly asked in that. And my hat is off to you. Yes, this is almost as good as building up. The Richmond Spiders long snapper is being one of the best <laughs> in the league. Here's the deal. We're, we should have better athletes than they do. We do. We should be bigger. We, we should be stronger and we should be faster. And if we show up and we play like Georgia should play, it should be no contest at all. Now, and I'm not saying that's going to happen because we have not shown up like a Georgia team has probably in a year and a half. Okay. Uh, we need, I mean, someone needs to jerk a knot in these kids, get them fired up, and they need to get playing like a Georgia football team does. They don't need to be worrying about tweeting, twittering, Facebooking. They don't need to worry <laughs> about how good they're going to look dancing in the fourth quarter when they're losing their ass to a team that they shouldn't that shouldn't even be a ball game. They need to get out there and play hard nosed Georgia football like you and I grew up with. And if we do that, this game ain't gonna be a contest. If we don't, then it may be close and Colorado may win. And like I say, if Colorado beats us, there ain't a player or a coach that deserves to fly back to Athens and wear the G. Holy shit. Now, that's the way I feel about it. Is that, is that Was that a Dr. Lou pep talk you just ran on me there? That felt a no, lot like a Dr. No, Lou pep I'm, talk. because I'm close, but I'm not a senile old bastard yet. <laughs> that, that felt a lot like a Dr. Lou pep talk, man. I may be an old bastard, but I'm not senile. I hear you. You're not <laughs> Granny from the Beverly Hillbillies. That's right. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, you know, I just don't want to. I just don't want to get caught taking this team lightly. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I know. Derek, do you? Okay, you you said that. Do you think? Do you really think that they're after the way we have played in the first four games of this season that there is anybody on our team from <laughs> the water from the water from Coach Rick's wife, our water girl, to the trainers? to the scout team, to to the players, to the coaches that are going to take this lightly and don't feel like we've got to go in and play our best to win. Because if 
if that team does have that feeling, then then we are doing a horrible, horrible job of coaching our players. Well, I'm not, I, and I can't, and I can't, I don't think that's the case. No, you're right. I, I'm not. I'm not talking there. about our players so much. I don't think our players are going to have a hard time. I don't think our players are taking anybody lightly. I'm really addressing the fan base. Well, I mean, I I t- I didn't take <laughs> I didn't take uh, Mississippi State lightly, but apparently the players did. Well, you know what? I I'm just I'm just addressing the fan base because I just want to make sure that everybody's on the same page. I'm not trying to make Colorado something they're not. I'm just telling you, I know how what people are thinking, and people are you know, and people are thinking this is going to be. People are kind of thinking this is a, a kind of a gimme game, and I'm just telling you, it ain't a gimme game. That's all I'm telling you. It should be. Well, I know it, it should, should be. be. A gimme game. Well, and and the thing is, you and I as fans, we can have any kind of attitude we want. If ifs and buts, we can't get nuts. I mean, we're not the ones out there, you know, in a position to make a tackle. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, we're not. We're not the one exactly. I, although, although I tell you what, some of our coverages I could do just as well. <laughs> Listen. You know, I mean, I can, I can, hey, I can have a receiver blow by me with the best of. Listen, can you, um, can you believe the calls we got after the last show? I mean, it, it's funny, dog fans. I know you don't, you, you don't see what we see on this side of the computer or whatever, but you'd be amazed at how many calls we get or how many emails we get that are just completely opposed. Like you get an email and the subject line is. Best show ever. I felt like you were reading my mind. And then the next email in the email box is, that show sucked. I'm never listening again. I mean, that, that's just amazing to me, old dog. Can you explain that? Well, I mean, it's kind of like me and you. Yeah. You know, we're just, sometimes we're 180 degrees apart. And and that's the beauty of it. I mean, it. The beauty of you chewing, the that, chewing that damn ice in the microphone. Absolutely. Well, okay, I'm, I'm finished with that, Good. but I tell you, I've been drinking heavily Good. ever since last week. Um, but um, you know, I mean, you know, some people agree, some people don't. Some people are still in man love with the coaching staff. Some of us aren't. Uh, oh, well, you know, well put, old dog. I like how you said, some of us named Derek are in man love. Some <laughs> I, of us named old dog aren't. I'm not mentioning any names. But I did love the one email we got where our our listener summed up exactly what I thought. The cure for all ills oh, yeah. is a strong running game. Yeah, I know. I mean, that sounds and great when you're talking that about makes, it. That, that, he acts like we can we, order a running game off of Amazon.com, though, dude. I mean, you can't just – I mean, yeah, that sounds great. You know, if we ran the ball better, we wouldn't have these problems. You know what cures this? Running the ball. You know what cures that? Running the running ball. Running the ball. Well, hell. Running the ball well. That's not true. Just running the ball. I totally agree. I totally agree. But I'm just telling you, you can't order a power rushing game off of Amazon.com, dude. I mean, you can't just order that up like, oh, hell. I didn't know power running game was what we needed. Uh, if somebody had told me that, that's what we'd have been doing all season. No, but but Derek, what have we been told? We've been told we've got a great offensive line. We've got these guys have, that have played together. Have we really They're been just, told that, or did we just yes, think that? Yeah, yeah. Who, every, who said everything that? you read. Me and you, for one. I know, I know, I know we said it, 
but and, I, <laughs> and all and and a bunch of the football pundits yes. have also said that too. Yes, pundits. Our, you know, the strength the strength of our team was going to be our offensive line. That was We've the popular great wisdom. running backs. How many articles did we see before the season started? Man, if you're if if you're ever going to have a redshirt freshman start at quarterback. This is the time to do it because he's surrounded by veterans. And isn't this the same group of guys that manhandled Georgia Tech last year? Yes, it is exactly the same group of guys. So what in the hell is wrong? <laughs> Man, I wish I could order the answer you to know, that, that question. That's the $20 million question. That is the $20 million we question. We shouldn't have to be. We shouldn't have to be ordering a strong running game. Off of Amazon.com. Well, Hell, we ought to have one. Well, you're right. That's fantastic. I, I totally agree. And 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 since we don't, then we need to get someone that knows how to figure out what we need to do to get one. Did you know that Colorado's defense is ranked sixth in the country on third down efficiency? <laughs> well, and, and, you know, and they may get better. 23%. They only give up 23% of third down conversions. Those guys know how to get off the field, my friend. They know how to get off the field. Well, I hope we've watched a lot of game film of them then. Yeah, I do too. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Do you and, have nothing? And I hear you. Do you have nothing hear, to contribute but, about the game this week? Just that this is we. If we show up like Georgia Bulldogs, we're going to win. And if we don't, we're going to lose. No, that, that's I have your, something. That's your game plan? I, I don't. And here it is. I don't. I'm not worried about matchups. I'm not. I'm not worried about Colorado. If we show up and play the kind of football like we ought to play, it should not be a game. And I tell you what. And if and if it is a game, if Colorado can actually make this a game against us, then we're not playing up to our potential, and that is a much bigger problem than losing one more game. I totally agree. I mean, I do agree with you. You know, and this week, we haven't mentioned at all the name of the great one. This week, A.J. Green, back in the lineup, practiced as hard as he's practiced in his career for the last four weeks, according to Coach Rick and or Coach Ricked. You know, we got an email where guys, some guy drew us out for – Mispronouncing Coach Rick's name. Who cares? I know. Shut up, guy. Yeah. But anyway, um, 11th, uh, A.J. Green is back. Um, and I do think that's going to be a big deal because I do think this Colorado, I think Colorado's defense is vulnerable to the pass. If Coach Bobo will throw something from a shotgun that's not, and not a play action, if he would just let Aaron Murray stand up and distribute the ball from a shotgun formation, hey, I don't know. It's crazy. It might just work. Um, I think this defense of Colorado is vulnerable to the pass. They've been pretty strong against the run. They've been pretty weak against the pass. We bring A.J. Green back in. We put uh, Aaron Murray in the shotgun and let him stand up and distribute the ball. I think, we should, I, think we'll be in, I think we'll be okay. I'll tell you something else, too, old dog. This game is going to require a fast start. We're going to have to withstand. Um, I'm not going to use the term scripted plays, but you've got Colorado coming off of a week off. You've got Colorado coming off of a bye week. They've had two weeks to game plan for us, and you can guarantee that their first two series are pretty well mapped out. And we're they're going to try to hit us in the mouth hard, and they're going to try to stuff us. We've got to be we've got to get off to a fast start with these guys. Well, I tell you what, other than uh, Louis is Louisiana Lafayette a Division two school? I, I don't even know. But anyway, I would love to see us being able to stop a Division one team 
on their first drive of the game. <laughs> no, that would be great. I it? mean, it would really, it would, I, a couple things I'd love to see. I'd love, I'd love to see us go with three and out. Mm-hmm. Our defense go three and have a three and out yeah. on the first, on our, on the first offensive play of the opposing team. Yes. Okay. It would be, that would be something else I'd like to see. That would warm AJ Green coming back, I think should, should take at least one of the defenders out of the game plan. Uh, or, you know, not have the game plan, but at least they're going to have to cover a, AJ and hopefully that'll open up some running force because right now they're just putting eight people in the box and saying beat us, you know, with your passing game, which is something we're not doing. Yeah. I mean, when AJ Green's in the game, you know, even a guy like Mike Bobo, I mean, with the people he's got in the box, it takes two people to cover AJ Green. If they put a regular corner, just an average cornerback on AJ without any safety help over the top, we're going to we're going to hurt them with AJ Green a lot, and they know that. So that's go, right there is going to pull pressure out of the box. It's also going to expose the tight ends for us too. We should be able to get a lot more. We should be able to get more production out of the tight ends with AJ Green being on the edge, and we're either going to get production out of the tight ends in the running game, or AJ Green is going to go nuts. One or the other. Because well, and. It's a pick your poison kind of thing. There's a little Herb Street lingo there. Ooh, for you. boy, I like L- that. A little Herb Street lingo there for you. Pick your poison, baby. You're either going to cover AJ and let us run and throw to the tight ends, or you're not going to cover AJ and he's going to eat you alive. And the only thing that could stop that wonderful theory of yours is for our offensive line not to perform like they need to and have Aaron Murray running for his own life. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, you know, all of this, all of this talk is wonderful about skill positions, but I'm telling you, if the boys in the trenches don't perform better than they have been, then it's going to be a long ass night in Boulder. And that's not something that should happen to us. And I've got one word of advice for AJ. Uh, there was an article or, or he, you know, was answering some questions and stuff and came out and said, you know, I feel that I need to give Georgia another year. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Tell us, tell us. And, and, and that, you know, and that's all fine and good. I'm telling you, AJ, that's, that's idiotic, man. Wow. You, so you, you, don't, even want to, you don't even want to encourage that. You don't even want to encourage no. that. You're, you're not because saying that you don't want AJ back for another year. I would, I would love, as a Georgia fan, I would love AJ to play all four years and then go pro, but for his best interest, he's going to be one of the top five picks. He needs to take the cash. He doesn't need to spend another year worrying about getting hurt or anything else. I mean, there's one reason that we go to college, and that is to get a good education and get a good job to support the family we have and our future family. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that after your junior year, then my hat's off to you. A.J. Green or anybody else does not owe that school anything. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> you didn't hear that, did you? No. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I had something going there in my headphones there for just a second. That was nuts, man. I was listening to you, but then I had a thing going in my headphones. Boy, this is a real professional production staff we got here. Fire our engineer. Get the engineer in there and put his ass in the road. 
He's out of there. And I don't mean he doesn't owe the school anything, but what I'm saying is he needs to look out for himself. I agree. And he would, and if he's going to be one of the top five draft picks, then he would be making a very bad decision to play another year and worry about getting hurt in some way that could, that could kill his professional career. Wow. As a, as a fan of the Bulldogs, man, I, I wish AJ could play another 10 years for us. Like Lawyer Tillman. Exactly. <laughs> Who almost played with his son. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, the Lawyer Tillman plan. But anyway, we, we got off track. I mean, I'm just, I'm to the point with this. If we, and, and I know it's a football game, and I know there are players on the field, and I know Colorado does this, they do, you know, they can do that. And, you know, and according to Allie, we're like number three in the SEC and stopping the run. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that don't mean shit when you're getting your ass beat. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Talk, and, talking about stomping the run, let me ask you about one more thing that came up this week that's right. kind of interesting. You know, friend of the show, Christian Robinson, has had a pretty good season this year. He's been the man in the middle. He's been the guy who's been getting the job done against the run. You know, he's really been anchoring the interior of the, of the linebacker core this whole season. Him and uh, Akeem Dent. Any thoughts on the about Marcus Doughton this week? Marcus Doughton kind of popping off. You know, he was the second leading tackler on the team last year behind Rennie Curran. Came into this season thinking he was going to get a ton of playing time, thinking he might be the leading tackler since Curran's gone. And he has not been on the field that much. He has not been able to get a ton of playing time away from guys like Christian and Akeem Dent. Um, first of all, what do you think about Downton kind of popping off in the media about that? And secondly, do you think it's going to have any effect on his playing time? Is Warren Beelan listening to that? Well, I mean, I think it may have an effect on his playing time, but I don't think it's going to be advantageous to him. <laughs> not the effect he's looking and, for. And my guess is you're not on the field. One of the reasons you're you, – I think there are two reasons that you don't get on the field and get the PT that you need when you're on defense. One is that you're hurt, and the second is you don't know what the hell you're doing. Wow. And I think maybe – he fits into that second category. Wow. Maybe he hasn't studied the playbook like he's supposed to. Maybe he doesn't know his position and his responsibilities with that. Maybe he's of the old regime that just basically you just run your ass willy-nilly all over the field and try to tackle somebody. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Are you serious? Or- <laughs> You just run your ass willy-nilly all over the field? Oh, man. Yeah, isn't that what we did last year? <laughs> okay. It was kind of like, let's let's see what they do, and then we'll all try to tackle it. <laughs> we just run around randomly and hope we bump into the guy who has the ball. Yeah. Um, I don't know, old dog. That, that's pretty funny, though. I don't know if that's what we did last year or not, but that's pretty funny. I was just wondering what you had to say about that. I thought you no, might, have, mean, something. I thought you might yeah. have something for that. I mean, I think if you perform well in practice and you know your responsibilities, you get playing time. Gotcha. And speaking of playing time, little shift in tailback. Oh, yeah. Washington well, Ely, Ely not getting the start. Laying the ball on the ground, which is something. I mean, he has, he has done the, of, of the, of the Rick commandments. He has broken two of them. I mean, 
two yeah. of his commandments are, thou shalt block for thy quarterback, <laughs> and two, thou shalt hold on to the ball. And he has broken both of those repeatedly. And there's a subtext for that number, that second one there. If thou shalt not hold on to the ball, thou better damn well hold on to the ball when thou is inside the five-yard line. <laughs> thou better not fumble inside the five-yard line until thou has crossed the goal line. Um, with possession. But now we're gonna, but now we're gonna see what Caleb King's got. Yeah, I who, mean, Caleb King is, who in is, my opinion, who in my opinion has been a disappointment from day one. True, but he, you know, I, I, he has been a disappointment, but I think only against the ultra lofty, the ultra lofty expectations, which, you know, weren't entirely, it's not like, it, it's not like he made those expectations up himself. No, and I agree. He wasn't writing his own press release. Sure, it wasn't, he wasn't but, in charge of his own press release. But, but I do fear that maybe in his freshman and sophomore year, he did read them and believe them. This might be true. So, dog fans, that's about it for the Colorado game. Uh, you know, we, I told you what you need to know about this team. Um, they have a, their quarterback, they have the, the all-time Touchdown throwing quarterback in their school history is sitting on the bench, and his last name is Hawkins. Um, so that tells you something about the first string guy. This guy, Taylor Hansen. Um, they have a decent running game. They have a pretty decent receiver in Scotty McKnight, which sounds like, uh, isn't Scotty McKnight like one of, and he has, no, that's Brian McKnight. I'm thinking about like the guy from like Bell Biv DeVoe or, you know, or the, yeah. know, Boys to Men or something. Scotty McKnight sounds like a recording artist. It does. The smooth sounds of Scotty. Or someone that should have been in the Back to the Future movie or something. (laughs) Um, The pool winner this week. Old dog, we had a thing. We had a a controversy in the pool this week. I saw that email. Um, We had three guys that tied for the win, and and they had to go to the tiebreaker. And the tiebreaker, because it it doesn't go to tiebreaker very often, and... uh, Nobody really knows how the tiebreaker works. I don't even I don't even know how the tiebreaker works, you know. So um, one guy hit one of the numbers in the score right on the button, but his other number in the score was like way far off. And then another guy, his two numbers, neither one was right on the button, but both of his numbers were closer. So his argument was, look, on average, my two numbers are closer to the two actual numbers, even though I didn't hit one of the scores right on the button. But the website awarded the win to the guy who guessed one of the numbers exactly right. And I agreed to give them both, give them both a little swag from the prize closet this week. Wow, that's huge. I applaud the guy's moxie for just coming in and, and defending his, you know, making his argument, he's making a case, and, uh, you know, I applaud the fact that he tried to make a case, even though the website said he was wrong. So... If you're PNW Dogs, and I don't know if that's Paul Westerdog or not, but if you're PNW, P, that's Paul Nevada Western Dog, uh, PNW Dog, or if you're the guy who uh, called the tiebreaker to my attention, which I've already gotten his email, his uh, address, e- email me your address and I'll get out a package to you. That's the winner for the pool this week. I'm still ranked 104th. Wow, but you're ahead of me. I'm ahead of you, and I'm kicking tail in Allie's pool, by the way. Still. Very good. Two or three weeks in a row I've been kicking tail in that pool. I'm like ranked five out of five. I'm like the Wow. <laughs> I'm in the top five. So what's the difference? I don't know. I'm ranked in the top five. I think maybe there's only five people in her pool. 
That might be it. <laughs> that could be. I mean, if you're top three and there's only three people in the pool, I don't know. I don't know. No, I have no idea. I'm just teasing. But anyway, that's it, dog fans. Thanks for listening. Old dog, you got anything else to say about Colorado? You haven't said anything about Colorado. No, yet. no, I really haven't. And, and I apologize. I mean, usually we're a little bit better. Derek, you're always a lot better than me as far as knowing about the other team and everything. But I just can't. Just I mean, I really don't give a damn about Colorado. I I care about our team at this point, and we're a team that I have seen in total disarray, and hopefully we have pulled things together. I hope Coach Rick has done some soul-searching, and I really do hope he starts calling some of the offensive plays. Let's get back to maybe where Bobo's the quarterback coach, because in his in his tenure so far, our best years under his regime have been when he was calling the offensive plays. So maybe we need to get back to that. And I need, and we need to shout out to our boy Drew Van Gorp, the count. I mean, he is on the ledge even worse than I am. Come on back in. <laughs> He's doomsday he, scenario. He may be, I mean, it, it, he is, he is one distraught <laughs> individual. And I am asking, I'm asking the guys on the team that listen to this thing, if you do nothing else, you all need to play for Drew. Play for play Drew. Play for the count. <laughs> Drew's a student down there. He, he's he got a gun in this one hand, his, a handful of value. <laughs> this is his last year, his last semester, his last football season as a student. Poor guy. Please don't make this be the last Georgia football season he ever sees. Let's and I'm telling you, I think it's that close. I think we need to get some helmet stickers that are like like the count from Sesame Street, you know, with the purple face, the little the Dracula guy who who does all the counting. We need to get little stickers like that and put on everybody's helmets. Win one for the count. And one for the count. This, Absolutely. This just one's the for the count. Um, last thing, I I keep I just keep dragging this show out, but Travis, Travis from Travis, formerly of Bogota, now of Southern California. You know that you our remember? double knot spy friend. Exactly. He has a question that he wants you to. He has a question he wants us to answer. I'm going to let you take it. His question right. is: short of personnel changes, and being on the depth chart or amongst the coaching staff, what would you say? What do you think Coach Rick needs to do to get this team fired up, or to talk to this team, to address this team in terms of leadership? Like I said, short of benching people and short of firing people. What do you think he needs to say or do to get this team to show some leadership for this team and get this team fired up? Well, here's my opinion on the thing, and I think maybe he took a little bit of a step when he kicked this kid off of the team who, you know, went out and got drunk, and that was just for sheer stupidity. And I think maybe we do need to bench a couple people because I don't – if you're not – I'm telling you, talent can only take you so far – and attitude and willingness is something else. And I keep going back to Irk Russell. Irk Russell got more out of average players than anyone else I've ever seen. And maybe we need to get some of these two and one and no star players out there who really want to play and give them a little play in time and maybe they'll step up and do what needs to be done. Um, you know, Travis, I don't, we need more discipline on our team. I, I firmly believe that. We have looked absolutely lackluster in the South Carolina, and I mean, I don't count Louisiana Lafayette, but we looked lackluster in the South Carolina game. 
I mean, we look like we just were going through the motions and really didn't care. And I don't think we don't care, but there's something we, we got out in Mississippi State. We got out hustled. We got out played. We got out hit. We got out meaned by them. I mean, their players were throwing us around like rag dolls. We don't need that kind of stuff. We need to get tougher and toughness. You know, Derek, me and you, and we're going to drag this on for another five minutes now. No, we no, were not. called out. We were called out last year about pointing out the weakness we have in our strength and conditioning program. And now every day when I pull up the dog bone, there's a damn article on there talking about how bad our strength and conditioning program is. But, Travis, to answer your question, we need more discipline on our team. We don't need our players dancing on the sidelines when you're getting your ass handed to you. We don't need our players dancing on the sidelines at all. The time to dance is after the game, not during. Wow. Man, on that sobering note, we're going to round this show up. Dog fans, big game. I think it's 4.30 kickoff. Is that 4.30 Eastern time, old dog? Baby, it's 7 o'clock on the Fox Sports Network. It's 7? 7. 7 o'clock Eastern or 7 o'clock Mountain? Seven Eastern. Okay, maybe I was thinking Mountain Time. I knew I I, I got the four yeah, but the where seven does that half one. hour come in there? Man? I don't know, man. I don't know. Because time zones go hourly. Yeah, unless you're in Indiana. But anyway, right? Uh, okay, dog fans, there you go. Big game Saturday night. I want all those dog fans out there in Boulder, man. The Colorado Bulldog Club has really rolled out the red carpet for Bulldog fans. I hope everybody in Boulder has a great time before and after the game. Bring it home safe. Bring us the W, dog fans. Bring us the W, dog players. Georgia Bulldogs, we got to beat Colorado this weekend. Go, dogs. This is Travis in Los Angeles. So I just uh, finished listening to episode 240, and clearly we're all incredibly despondent right now. But um, I, I went back and I started looking at some things. Uh, I remember uh, episode 220. Uh, from last year, where uh, you said that was the worst game of Rick's career when we lost uh, Kentucky and we blew that uh, fourth quarter lead and they came back and won the game. I think this one trumps it. Um, now, I agree with you. There's no reason that anybody needs to start saying whether Rick's going to stay or go or whatever. But uh, here's my thought. Um, you know, the reason that we have such high expectations as dog fans is because of the greatness that Mark Rick had done before in a fairly short period of time. Uh, if you look back even to the, the vaunted Vince Dooley days, uh, there were plenty of times where Georgia would go uh, four losses, six losses, uh, three losses. Heck, we even went five and five in 1970. Uh, so I'm sure nobody was calling for Vince Dooley's head back then. Now, I know times are different, but still, uh, I, I really think that Coach Rick is the right guy to, to write the ship. Um, here, here's my question to you, and, and I'd just love to hear what you guys think about this. Pretend you're Coach Rick. Besides making uh, coaching changes, besides pulling duties away from coaching staff, from a leadership perspective, how do you address the team 
And what approach do you take in order to find deeper motivations for the players to play? Because I'd love to hear that in the next show, uh, you know, from a leadership perspective. What do you do? Not personnel changes, leadership-wise. How do you inspire people to play better? I'd like to hear what you guys think about that. All right. I'm going to go ahead and uh, sign off, but look forward to the pregame show for Colorado. And as always, go dogs. Hey, Derek and Old Dog. This is Bentley up in Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, I'm the guy who left <laughs> the optimistic message that I was feeling good about us after watching Arkansas hold off Alabama like that. Um, you know what? I was lucky that I couldn't find my gun, but no, nah, just kidding. Um, man, I don't know. Uh, listening to y'all show is a lot like listening to my to my own head when I lay down on the pillow at night. It's just a jumble of incoherent, unfounded <laughs> disgust. But I've also got some hope because. I remember feeling this way, or almost this way, um, you know, Matthew Stafford's first year. I mean, not not quite this bad, but, you know, um, Georgia football isn't going to be this bad forever. It's just not. It's just it's just not. So, it just can't. Can it? It really can't. Can it? It's got to come back, right? It's got to. I mean, this is Georgia Bulldogs, right? All right, Aaron Murray's going to be great. I read today in a little blurb that it looks like uh, A.J. Green has had some thoughts that he want, He thinks he deserves, he thinks the fans deserve another year from him. And um, I couldn't agree more with that. So, you know, maybe the, the kid, you know, has got a good good head on his shoulders now. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, can't wait to hear the, the free game Colorado show and go dogs forever.